Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast, where today Kim and I will be talking to Amanda Haldesjö, a former Swedish U19 and U20 player who ended up playing Division I college soccer at Virginia Commonwealth University. Great to have you here, Amanda. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, we need some more Swedes on, on the podcast, and yeah. it's, uh, it's nice to get you. are probably one of our first Swedes that we've helped to the States, because uh, you, you ended up going over to VCU, Virginia Commonwealth in in twenty August twenty fourteen. So exactly, uh, and we started that process, uh, of course, way before that. It does take a bit of time to 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 actually do the college recruiting process. Um, and I'll tell you, I remember sitting in our office, if you can call it office, back back then. Uh, uh, suddenly, we get contacted by Amanda Hellersjö from Sweden, <laughs> Göteborg, Gothenburg, and we were like, oh. That's interesting. Uh, and, oh, it turns out you're a national team player as well. Even more interesting. <laughs> so we started the dialogue and, and, and hit it off quite well. And yeah, it did. How, how was, it was interesting for me, right? Being sitting in, in Norway at the time. And, uh, of course, there's no real language barrier between Norway and Sweden. Um, we, we can understand each other well. But uh, it was fun for me to start working uh, with you uh, as a Swede. It was a bit different. But what about from, from your perspective? I mean, I think that, like I said earlier, um, I had contact with a Swedish agency, but I feel, felt like they weren't like professionally enough to help me because, I mean, if you're going to the US, I feel like you really need to be prepared and like have like the right tools to be able to go to like the right like tailored school for you and I was just searching on the internet and uh, your website came up <laughs> and it was like really like a really professional website and I was like well you guys have helped quite a lot of players to like good schools so I was just curious about what you guys could do for me so I contacted you and <laughs> here I am <laughs> yeah uh, thank you for that I mean I'm trying to remember back to our you you say nice website. I think uh, we have a much nicer website now. That's for <laughs> sure. But I, nice to see that or hear that you liked our website back in the day. It was probably a, a well-made, homemade uh, web website. It was a good website. Okay, that's good. <laughs> but it, it it got us talking, and it ended up that we started the process with helping you with your college process and. Um, there's a lot of hoops you have to go through, but for you, uh, and you, you touched on it there, to find the right fit for you. And, uh, what what did you want out of your college uh, experience? So the thing is that I didn't know when I first decided to go because I was so determined to play professionally and I had um, a contract um at a team in sweden uh, in the highest league so like right after high school i got a contract and it made me think that's like wait is this actually what i want to do like yeah i had played for the national team and i played in the second highest division and i was like on the path of where i thought that i was supposed to go but it made me realize that like okay is this like expectations from others that i should play professionally in Sweden and like go on that path or is it like actually what I want to do so after a while I started talking to two friends that uh, did their freshman year at college and they were like Amanda you you need to go to the US it's such a like it's good soccer uh, you need like you meet people from all over the world uh, it's good school because they knew that I wanted to continue my studies uh, so they were like, you will regret if you don't try it. I mean, at least try a half year or a year. Like, then you can go back home and uh, continue your soccer career, but at least try it. So that's why I, I kind of realized that, okay, I really want to do something different. And I want to try to just do what I wanted to do and not what others expected me to do. Because I think that if you are like in the national team and like there's so much expectations on you 
and it's kind of, it's I think it's easy to just go with that. But when I was 19, I've always been a re- reflecting person. So I was oh, like standing it's up. A, it's like, a long okay. answer. It's a nice answer. So it's uh, c- continue, please. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like 19 years old and I was standing there and I was like, no, I actually don't want to go professionally here in Sweden. I want to do something more with my soccer. So I thought that, okay, so how, how can I convert like everything that I have done so far to something else? And I mean, it made me... Uh, landing a full ride uh, scholarship and I think that that's something that I will always like cherish that I actually went on that path instead yeah because to change yeah. the path it can be difficult uh, really difficult um, you talk about the expectations and you know tools remember when you started the process that was more like uh, we talked about it before it was not uh, well thought of Maybe in the same way, it was more, hey, my friends are going in studying in Norway. I don't want to do that. Yeah. But it's four months till I'm supposed to start studying and I have to figure out what I'm going to do then. Yeah, exactly. And with no, I, I, I can't put myself in your position at all, Amanda, because I was of no, I, I don't think the national team has ever thought about me ever. But to, to say that, like for me, it was all about, what it has to feel right what i want to do right and exactly when you've played soccer for for um forever right from you were 4 or 5 years old and you know that you can literally make something out of that and and like you get a full ride scholarship and get an experience traveling and and do that instead of having all those expectations of you from us here have studying in Norway, doing the same thing as all your other friends are doing, or or you in Sweden going the professional way and doing something different, and, and I think that would always be something that I will carry on with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like you said, like it, it is hard because I I remember a phone call from uh, from my coach at uh, in the national team, and I was talking to him about my plans on maybe going, and. He was like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really hard for us to keep track on you over there. So is this what you want to do? And I was like, okay, I, I need a day. <laughs> but then I like, realized, it's like, yeah, no, this is what I want to do. But I, at the same time, I think that this was my path to go like with a mindset that, okay, I don't want to go professionally. But I think that you can definitely go to college and go back and play professionally as well. So I think that you can also use the U.S. experience as a way of continue, continuing your professional career. So yeah. I, I don't think that you, as soon as you go to the U.S., you are not going to play professionally. I mean, of course you can. Yeah. But for me, it was not really, like, it made me calm to like, okay, this is not what I want to do. This is what I want to do, yeah. kind of. Because if you look back on the the U.S. national team in the World Cup, twenty one out of the twenty three players came from college. Uh, so it's it's just uh, that is the route to become a professional soccer player in 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 the U.S. I can understand that it's difficult for the the national teams back in, in the European countries or any other country to 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 kind of follow your progress and you're you're just further away. Uh, but uh, you can still see examples of of college students c- playing currently that are being called up to the national teams for say qualification games uh, training camps and, and some of them do it during the semester so it's it is possible but um for sure but, uh, but i think uh, julia roddar is a swedish national player she played uh, in college yeah. and went back home and is playing she played for gothenburg fc but she's in the like full national team exactly. right now in Sweden. So that's a good example of just one, yeah. one of probably many, many nowadays that, that make the move from college into the professional rank. So that's good. And But I also think, you know, there's unfortunately not too much money uh, in, in the professional game yet. And, uh, you know, the, the you talk about a full scholarship, the full ride, as it's called. I mean, that is covering all your tuition fees, the, the, the money it costs to go to school, your housing, your food, 
insurance, your books. I mean, you pretty much... <laughs> everything. You, everything. Uh, hence the full rides. Uh, and you... Additionally, you could get some CSN grants and some some money that is to put in your pocket to, to help with that. So probably the that contract, the, the National Letter of Intent and the scholarship agreement that you signed at VCU, it's worth a lot. You know, that's... Uh, can't remember sure. what that school costs, but probably like $40,000 plus per year. And it takes you four years yeah. to do that. So I know. It, it was uh, an expensive school. <laughs> uh, so you get paid. Uh, of course, it's not like you get the money into your account, but you just don't have to pay anything to come to that school. Uh, exactly. comes comes with an expectation, of course, because you are uh, expected to contribute and, and, and to be a good good, good player and, and a student and all that. But uh, you, for you, you, you were a very good uh, example of someone doing well, despite not having the, yeah, the, the pro ambition anymore. But some have that, others don't. But, but exactly. uh, did you feel the process was a, a difficult one? To, to get your head around all the things that was required for you to get to the States? No. <laughs> Easy answer, no. But uh, I don't think so. I mean, the hardest part was to choose school. I mean, I think you guys did a really good job of like helping like with all the steps. I don't think I could have done it by myself. So that was like a really nice way of like, okay, you need to fill out this form. You need to do this. You need to do that. So, I mean, for me, it was just like, okay, I trust Kim. <laughs> yeah, th there is a process to it that, you know, we have a good recipe yeah. for that. Uh, pr probably improved that recipe quite a lot since uh, since 2014 uh, as well. But uh, it's just some of the things, regardless if you would have ended up in uh, VCU or any other school, you have to do a lot of those, the, the paperwork. But I... So, so that is more, I would say, the more the tedious, boring part, but has to be done in order to actually get there on time and, and yeah. start the adventure. But what about the selection process of, because you didn't maybe know exactly what you wanted when we started. So well, that is, okay, a blank canvas for me and, and the team to try and find uh, find a good fit. Uh, yeah. But then you're getting options, but you circle back on VCU and and doing our research on that school for you, it turned out to be the right fit for you. It really did. Um, I think, I don't know if you remember this, but in the beginning, I told you that I wanted like a really good soccer school. Like that was like my main thing. And I got, wasn't it LSU, I think? Yeah, Louisiana State. Uh, yeah, and then it was one in Kentucky. Maybe I don't remember, but it was two really good like soccer schools. Kentucky, yeah. And I think I was verbally committed to LSU, but then I kind of got cold feet because I realized again that okay, wait, <laughs> I wanted to do something like for the whole experience, not only soccer. So then you, I think that's when VCU was contacted, and I took a meeting with Lindsay and Scott, and they were talking about. Um, like the city and how, and I expressed how much I loved uh, art and music and uh, like all of the artsy stuff. Um, that is like a big part of who I am. And they were talking about all of the uh, live bands at the bars and the, all the the things that is going on. Like it's such a vibrant city and there are, there have been so many artists that are, they have been, they are from Richmond, they have lived in Richmond, or they are living in Richmond. So that made me think that, wait, can I combine soccer with living in like the perfect city for me? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I talked to two of the teammates um, that I was going to play with. And Dallas is actually one of my best friends uh, to this day. So she was actually the first, like in this, the first person that I was talking to before I even committed. And she was like talking about like the same things, like how amazing the city is. And uh, she was looking at my Instagram and she's like, oh, you seem artsy. Like you like that? Well, we have that in Richmond. And, you know, she was a, she was a good promoter. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's after important that, for, for schools to have or coaches to have uh, their, yeah. the, the players, the reaching players. Out. it helps a lot. Yeah. And it, it gives also a good picture, not just a coach perspective of, of, on this, uh, but... 
because they will of course this is more of a salesy process want to try and recruit good players to their program and of course within the realms of this is what it's like here but to get a student perspective it helps out a lot yeah exactly so off the dad i think i had made up my mind i think it was one day when i was like between lsu and vcu and i just went with my gut feeling and it turned out to be vcu <laughs> You ended that uh, section perfectly there with VCU, and we'll pick up this section again by talking about VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University. Uh, but it's Virginia. Where, where is Virginia? For if you can explain, not everybody <laughs> knows Virginia. Virginia is on the East Coast, and uh, I was living in Richmond, which is the capital city in in Virginia, um, and it's like two hours away from DC. Uh, Washington DC uh, and it's like in between North Carolina and then South Carolina and then New York is like on this way like five hours away uh, so it's like I I really enjoyed it uh, I liked this uh, especially the city but I liked Virginia I uh, uh, it's uh, it's a lot of country uh, and it was kind of like a culture shock in the beginning I hated country music when I moved there and then I left and I love country music like that's the only thing i'm listening to now so yeah, no, <laughs> i kind of got it, brainwashed yeah, <laughs> yeah it leaves a mark on you. i mean it's i guess virginia is still um uh, considered in the south in the u.s yeah uh, i believe although so it's not yeah. like the deep south that I, I was in in south carolina but still it's uh, i remember studying in in south carolina and then driving up to washington dc uh, a couple of times and then you always go through Virginia and uh, uh, never been to Richmond. Truls, you've been there. Yeah, I've been, in, I've been to Richmond twice, to be honest. Uh, once uh, with a road trip from Boston down to Miami, we stopped in Richmond for two days and and I couldn't agree with uh, Amanda more. It's it's a very vibrant city, uh, lots of cool live events going on all the time. I think it's a really cool city for actually young people to to visit and and here in Scandinavia I don't believe a lot of people have actually heard about Richmond and consider that as a place to visit but uh, that's probably one of the biggest advice I have for people that want to do to see a different part of the US not considering New York LA Miami Boston I think Richmond is is, is actually a, a great city to visit yeah it's a hidden Hidden gem. It's a beautiful space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a hidden gem. I think a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, hidden gem. Yeah, I think a lot of people in 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 Scandinavia just thinks about Quantico, Virginia, which is the FBI headquarters where you get in in different episodes. But yeah, other than that. <laughs> exactly. A lot of people are talking about uh, when I said that I'm uh, that I lived in Richmond. A lot of people was like, "Oh yeah, Richmond, Coach Carter." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. No, <laughs> it's Richmond in California. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot. Uh, of, Samuel uh, L. Jackson was on the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's oh. good. It's good. Uh, but the school, what's the school profile like? Because there's, like, LSU is a huge school. That's uh, Louisiana State University. Uh, it's like the, one of the flagship uh, campuses in that state. Uh, then you have some schools that are smaller. You know, and I, I don't remember how many students there are at. at there is at uh, LSU, but probably like 40,000. Uh, and then you have some smaller ones. I went to school with five thousand students. Trolls, how many on your campus? I think around like ten. Yeah, ten. So it's medium size. What about VCU? What's the profile like? The thing is that you won't really think about it, but I think it was like thirty thousand. Oh, was that many? Yeah. Okay. So it, it it was a big school, but it's like Richmond. Like it was not like a main campus, like the it was like kind of like converted into like different parts of the city, so it didn't feel like a big school, but it was actually a lot of students going there. But I really liked it because it was such a multicultural um, place. There were people from all over the world uh, that were studying there, so. It was not only Americans, but it was like people from uh, the Middle East. There were people from uh, different parts of Europe. It was people from Africa. It was people from 
you, you name it. Uh, yeah, and it was way. really cool to like be in like a setting with like especially in classes when you have like discussion parts and you kind of discuss like different views on different topics because some people I mean some topics in the US like I will have my point of view on, on that and Americans will have their point of view of that because they grew up with it and then you have like a completely different um, point of view on that same topic and I think that you grow a lot because you not only are you able to like prove your points and like being a good discusser is that how you say it like you are good at discussing like that you get your point across but you also learn to like listen to different uh perspectives as well yeah. so i think There's that a give I and grew take give and take uh, that is part yeah. of studying abroad i mean not just in the us but um I think the world needs that more, you know, For the sure. understanding and seeing where other people come from. So it's another added benefit of, of going that route. Uh, and that there's, I mean, probably the more multicultural it is, uh, the better. But I also think for, um, like, Trulz, you went to school with a lot of Americans, but not only from New Hampshire, from all yeah. the different states. It's wildly different being from South Carolina and California and New Hampshire yeah. or Virginia. <laughs> Yeah. So it it opens up your mind a little bit uh, like that regardless. Yeah, 100%. You have, you know, a lot of the close friends from from the hockey team for example were from California and they were totally different from the other guys that I knew that were from Massachusetts, Boston, New Hampshire. So yeah, it's it's, it's just uh, an eye opener when you're when you're there because you actually see the different cultures in the different states. Uh, exactly. Uh, we shouldn't think that it would be but it really is yeah, it <laughs> differences, is. Yeah. It, like depending on what state you're from, for sure. Yeah, and and then you you came over. You're you're still a soccer player. We haven't really let's dig deep into <laughs> to how it was to play soccer at the division one level. Because uh, maybe what's the difference between the level you were used to playing at in Sweden versus VCU? <sighs> I think. The biggest difference is that in college soccer, everything goes so quickly. Like you, I, I was an outside back and in Sweden, it's more tactical. So when you get the ball, you always have at least like three, four seconds to like open up, kind of decide if you want to pass the ball back to the goalkeeper, if you want to go like run or if you want to pass the ball into the middle like you have so many options and you have time but in college you get the ball and you have half of a second before someone is on you so like you really need to like before you get the ball you really need to okay I'm gonna pass the ball there <laughs> yeah. like you really need to be so aware all the time and that was something that was an eye-opener for me because I was so used to the thing like you know you get the ball and you have time and the people are like okay now she's coming now I have time to pass the ball back but no not in the US you <laughs> really need to uh, stay on target all the time it's quite so intense it. uh, high fitness levels you have the substitution <laughs> rules that are bit different you can come you can be subbed in the first half and then still come enter in the second half and play so it's like the, the rolling uh, on and off and you you have a big squad right you have a maybe a, how many players did you have in your roster yeah i think we were 26 maybe so that's quite a lot like that's like two full <laughs> teams it is and, and there's no second team right so there's 11 yeah. people or players start there's so many people that unfortunately are not even able to see the field that are just training yeah. and some people are um recruited just to be a training player so it's hard mentally it's so hard i i thought i was mentally prepared but you kind of realize when you're there then you need to like really like train your mind because the coaching style is much different than in the in Sweden or in different like Scandinavian uh, countries. Like the coaching style is like you're in or you're out. Like that 
that's how it is. Like it's so like if you don't if you don't do well one game, like you're out next. Like you're out. Yeah, it can but be tough. But in Sweden, it's more like you know, okay, you had a bad game. We'll see how you do the next. Yeah, <laughs> and more then maybe kinder, in like three yeah. games, yeah. you will get like subbed. But in uh, the US, it's like no, you suck next. <laughs> <laughs> But it's uh, maybe a bit more pressure to res- it's uh, to pay some results. I mean, it, it's Fewer not like games. It, they don't have as many games, and they have someone else just dying to get the chance to play instead of you, right? I so know. it's uh, yeah. you have to, yeah, of course. Competitive. Yeah, they're very competitive. Yeah. And I love that about the US too. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a it's a great uh, great thing, and it gets me fired up. Yeah. Uh, feeds of I think you, if you have competitive teammates and. It, it it helps, but of course you want to also be able to play, and you are recruited to play, but you still have to deserve to play. That's exactly uh, important. So yeah, I mean my my freshman year I played a lot of games, but there was a lot of games where I only saw the field like maybe twenty minutes, uh, and I think that was good for me to like adapt to like okay, I need to like put on some extra effort and really adapt to the culture before I can like be a starting player. Because I think that I was kind of a little naive. I think that I went there and thought that, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be in a starting spot like right away. No, no, <laughs> no. You need to like earn your spot. Even though you were re- recruited to start, like you need to earn it as well. So my sophomore year, I think I started every game. And then my junior year, I saw a little less playing time. And then my senior year, I played all of the games. Yeah, I mean, you 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 logged a lot of minutes, and you've been yeah. a good contributor to the to the team. And um, you obviously playing in the Atlantic Ten Conference. There's loads of different conferences. VCU uh, belong to the the A10. Um, our producer Emil sitting behind us here. He's nodding his head. He also played in the A10 rival school of of rival uh, school <laughs> of VCU. Uh, but but uh, was it a fun conference? Which which places did you go and experience? It was a fun conference. Uh, it was some really good teams. It wasn't actually. I mean, some conference can some conferences can have like kind of like the bottom teams that are not that good, and then they have like three teams that are like really good. But our conference was actually kind of like tied. It was like a good level. Uh, and all the teams could win or lose against each other. So it was fun. But um, where did I go? Um, you probably went, we, we've spoken with Christian Haugstad. She was at La Salle University. Uh, yeah. So you've been up to, to Philly. I think you've been, you must have been to Dayton, Ohio to play. Uh, been, you know it more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> you Dayton, went there Ohio. on the 17th of October, Amanda, don't you remember? Yeah, uh, up in New been, England. You, you went to Rhode Island. Yeah. Emily is nodding. Rhode Island, here. yeah. Okay, so Rhode Island, uh, La Salle, which is Philadelphia, Dayton, Ohio. Um, I cannot even say this word. It's such a hard word. Massachusetts. Hey, you're talking Massachusetts. to Mr. Massachusetts over here. Yeah, I can say that every day. You can, you, you can, you can it say so it, well. but you can't spell it. Yeah, I can spell it. Don't well, don't. I don't have to spell it right now, but I can. I can spell <laughs> Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we are both. Uh, I mean, I was a communication major, so were you. But I can guarantee you, we will not be able to spell Massachusetts if they. I cannot, they told and I cannot now. even pronounce it. So. Exactly. <laughs> so the business guy can spell it, but not the company. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. But um, and then I played in North Carolina. Um, yeah, I think that I should have remembered more, but it was like. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what was guys. your uh, What was your favorite spot to travel to? Uh, My favorite spot. Oh yeah, we played in New York as well. Um, what was the name of that school? Fordham University. Fordham University. Fordham. Thank you. <laughs> this is embarrassing. President Fordham. Biden I think- was, uh, got a degree from there. I think. For him. Yeah, and he also went to the Syracuse. University. No, Syracuse, and then he went to uh, yeah in Delaware. in Delaware. Yeah. 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 So I think actually playing against Fordham was fun. Yeah. It was really really beautiful, uh, like beautiful campus. Yeah. 
and it was like in the middle like in, not in it was a little outside new york city of course but we had the time off the day before the game so we were like walking around new york city good, good timing from uh, for from lindsay to put in the come in the day before get some sightseeing and I, i've been What's to the reason the, for? <laughs> yeah, i've been to the fordham campus it's uh you know a 20 25 minute train ride in bronx uh, down yeah. to grand central station it's it's such a beautiful campus in New York. It's so beautiful. It is uh, spacious. Not not at all what you would think of a school in. I mean, it, it's not downtown New York, but it's 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 in the city. But it's like such a such nice facilities and yeah, beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, the architecture. <laughs> it uh, makes my heart warm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're an artist, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it too. Uh, but how was the VCU campus? Uh, it's more of a in in it the city okay. feel. <laughs> yeah, it was more. It was more like a normal school. <laughs> it was more the the things around the the campus that was uh, beautiful. Yeah, like the it was a lot of like southern charm uh, architecture. If that's a thing to say, yeah, southern charm architecture, like really beautiful, like row houses with a porch, yeah. and like three storage. Oh, it was, it was nice. <laughs> yeah. What What about the athletic facilities? Your stadium training facilities and the treatment rooms and everything. Good standard. Yeah, I think that was like one of the best parts because you you really felt like a professional athlete. Um, we played at sport back, sports backers, uh, and it was, I think it actually was like the best field in our conference. I'm biased, but it was, <laughs> it was like playing at home was the best part, uh, because it was such a good field and like the facilities, um, like the treatment, like you could go and get treatment like all the time. Um, and we had like really good uh, gym instructor. Um, he was a really good guy, and he was like really like taking care of us. And saw if someone was like, okay, you are a little worn out now, Amanda. So you are not like you cannot train today. Like, sit down <laughs> and like rest. So he was like very aware of like how people were feeling um, physically. How is that compared to what you're used to in the setup in in Sweden? You played obviously the second tier and then offered to play the, the, the well, top division. That was nice our coach, were our <laughs> sport gymnast, <laughs> he was our <laughs> strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> he was everything. <laughs> yeah. So it was completely different. Completely different. I felt more like I was playing professionally in college than I was actually doing in Sweden. That's incredible the the number of people that work in the athletic department where their job yeah. is to get the best out of you as an athlete. Yeah. And one of the best things uh, were actually um, we had a sport uh, psychologist. Uh, and it, you know how like with mental illness and everything, like how it's kind of like thrown, not thrown upon, but like you don't really want to talk about it. And it's like a hushish. But like there, it was like, no, like, go and talk. Like, you seem like you have something on your mind. Like, go talk to him. It was like very open to like use that um, that tool or use like him as a uh, as a way of getting better. Uh, at the, like, um, use him to get better on the field as well and just like feel better overall. So I think that was a cool thing, actually, that they were very open to like use him. I think that makes it, sense. It's important. And maybe, did you feel, you know, you have Americans that come to a new campus, a new place. They've probably visited the school and it's been in the, they, they know more about the whole college experience. Whereas you have to kind of experience and be part of that culture to be, really understand the, the how to be a college student athlete. It's, it's different. So, but you also add the element of you flying from, from Sweden to Virginia and yeah, Richmond is beautiful and everything, but you're still far away from everything that you know and is there to you. Uh, yeah. Was that a struggle or did you find that went smoothly? It was nerve wracking in the beginning. You know, you were standing there on the airport and you knew that you were gonna be away from your family and friends for like a half year before you went back for Christmas break. 
it was I thought that I made the wrong decision <laughs> like right away but then when you jump on the plane and you were like in the air you kind of like that feeling kind of converted to like an excitement instead um so when I when I actually landed it it just felt right but it was hard I mean if you think about it we had practices during like in the middle of the day so I had morning classes and then I need to run to practice and then I need to run from practice to uh, my evening classes and then right off a sudden it's like 9 p.m. and you had haven't had time to study and you had only had a snack so like that like time management was really hard in the beginning to just be prepared that like okay tomorrow looks like this I need to eat between this time and I need to study in between this time so you need to be like really be good at like planning out your day and I wasn't prepared for that when I first moved I think it's important to <laughs> we've spoken with many of our, our student athletes about it how to to learn how to eat and and we talked about running between classes with uh, with with your meal, right? Sometimes you you just yeah. have to. I mean, it's, it is nice that you can set up your own schedule uh, to to pick when you want your classes, which professors that your maybe your teammates liked that say, hey, if you want to take this class, do it with Doctor Jones. Yeah. He's really yeah, exactly. really exciting classes. That helped a lot. And because you get those tips, I imagine it was the same for yeah. for, for you to to. To pick the good ones and stay away from the the, the boring, uh, you know, yeah, the one you don't want to yeah. really the har- hardest hardest one. the hardest professors yeah exactly yeah I mean I did that like in the beginning like my first two years but I was actually the only communication major uh, in my team so junior and senior year it got a little harder to get tips <laughs> from the teammates uh, you were the one having to walk the plank and find the find out <laughs> yeah. uh, which which ones find are out the, the best way learn yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, but I oh remember you, you you ended up with communication, and I'm also a communication major and got my degree in that, and I, I loved it. Uh, I started out with business and then figured, no, that's not for me. Ended up with communication like that. But you, you in the beginning, I remember you were drawing for your own portfolio. You wanted to, you were really maybe a little bit undecided on what you wanted to study right, right away, but uh, you, you found your path in the end. I did. I mean, so um, at Virginia Commonwealth University, uh, the art school is like, it's known in the whole country. Like it's a really good art school. And back then I wanted to do something with photography. So I decided to like make my own portfolio and try to see if I could get in. But it was so competitive. So I didn't. So I actually went uh, to the U.S. like undecided and I was undecided almost my whole freshman year I think but then when I was thinking okay what what do I want to do and I was looking at the, at the at the catalog with classes and majors and I saw something with like creative advertising and I thought well it has creative in it <laughs> so I'm creative <laughs> let's try it <laughs> So it could have been so, like if it was creative mathematics, yeah. mathematics it could have been that. <laughs> yeah. you know, it could creative have been physics. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, so it was like mass communication major with a, a concentration in creative advertising. But then I also got a minor in psychology because I really think psychology and communication is like so important to combine because yeah. everything with communication has to do with psychology. Yeah. So that's why I took that as well. Yeah. We, we get a lot of questions from from. Uh, the young hopefuls that are thinking about college about minor. Can you explain the the minor uh, concept? So minor is a half degree. So it's like how do you say it? You, uh, credits, credits. That's the word. So you, ha- it's like a certain amount of credits that you need to get. But it's not like a full degree. But it's a half degree. Um. So I don't really know if that's actually going to help like later on, but I think that it shows that you are like more adaptable and more uh, interested in only like one major. And it shows that you like are, um, how do you say it? I mean, that you're not only taking one minor, uh, one major, you're taking like maybe two minors as well. I mean, it shows that you 
have grits in you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a little bit more integrated in the in the U.S. system than there is over here, obviously. But, oh uh, yeah. I also did a, a did, did my minor in psychology, and I did you know marketing as my major because I thought that would fit perfectly, right? And and I think that you know when people have read my resume and people that I've talked to have said, oh, I did a minor in, in psychology. I think a lot of people think that is a very positive thing to do. If you have the time and, and, and you know, you later on you go in the college level, your freshman year, you're probably not that good in time management, but, you know, sophomore year, junior year, and your, and your senior year, you're that good of, in time management, so you can fit that into your schedule and get For that sure. minor in. You you did a minor as well, didn't you? Yeah. Um, no, did I? <laughs> I think you did, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I did. I have to... I have to look it's back a at long time ago. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. long, long time ago. I was actually a French minor in the beginning because <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wanted to oh, learn French. Mm, no, I, I, think, I, think the, I think it's important, although it's not a thing here, With you show that you have some more interest and some more knowledge in a specified area. I think that's what helps with the minor. You know, it's... For uh, sure. And and it goes hand in hand with things. So it's it's not just you can put it in your resume and you can show that hey yeah, I actually know something about psychology. Yep. Uh, uh, and you can if you can tie that knowledge into. But I also know a lot about creative advertising, so I know what people think and their behavior, and I can also then with my perfect writing, get them to do what I want through my communication. Yep. that's a good exactly. example of what the minor I mean, could do for you then. Exactly. So yeah, like specializing you. No, I was just going to say that I, I remember that um, at my first job back in Sweden, that was a good way of like to have that psychology like backpack or what do you say mindset. Yeah. Like I was choosing colors for a specific like target group. And that was good because I was like, yeah, I mean, we're using this color because it uh, shows uh, that that color gives you this kind of feeling and this kind of feeling and it you know like to have that to like um, be more like an open expert in your when you talk yeah that's in advertising it's important yeah uh, the yeah. message you yeah. send in everything yeah. uh, imagery sound uh, what have you um, but but the years flew by, Amanda. And I remember we we were in touch uh, now and then about uh, how it was going, and uh, I guess your your parents came over to visit you uh, sometimes. I mean, what? Uh, uh, how did they support you and and really understand how it was for you to be a student there? Yeah, they did. I mean, I'm 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 very very close to my parents, so even though they were back home in Sweden. I talked to them, if not every day, I talked to them every other day. So we have a really close relationship. So they they knew everything. <laughs> they knew exactly how I felt uh, in college. And it was really nice to have them uh, over to just like, you know, let them meet my new friends and let them see like my my favorite city. But it was kind of funny because my 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 dad loves France. Like he loves, you know, like everything about it, like the culture, the wine, everything. And I, we were walking by the river, James River, and I was like, look at this, Dad, it's beautiful. And he was like, no, this is, no, this is not beautiful at all. What, What's wrong with you? Like, this is nothing like France. And that made me realize, that I was like, yeah, I'm so in love that I cannot even see that this is not kind of like the best part of yeah. Richmond. Because so, so I thought everything was good. <laughs> Richmond is your Paris. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's good. Good, uh, good PR for Richmond. Uh, I know. Sure. Good. I am the best promoter. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it was really nice to have them over. And my brother came as well uh, one year. And uh, yeah, it was just, I think it was maybe like more fun for for them to just see how I had it there because I mean they probably missed me a lot uh, and wondering how like how I had it like in in the US yeah. and then they got to like experience what I experienced so they can like I mean I can tell them how my feelings are and everything around me but then they actually got there and got to see it with their own eyes so I think that was a good thing for for them too 
it's, a, it's much easier to communicate and for them to understand. So, yeah, exactly. It helps and it's always a energy boost when you get your family. You probably played games with them in the stands and uh, you know, get get a bit uh, fired up for that. Uh, to show yeah, them, you know, <laughs> for sure. Uh, uh, that's good. And then, you know, the cap and gown moment, you, you, you end up with uh, getting your diploma. You're there in your outfit. Uh, how was that feeling of, of, of accomplishment and, and completing what you started four years ago? I don't think you can express that with words. It was such a weird feeling. I mean, of course, it was like really nice. But it was like, whoa, it's been four years. And you were like walking the stage and you had like your name called in the, in the mic wrongly pronounced as uh, as always <laughs> it's yeah. like amanda <laughs> it's like well it's been four years you still don't got it <laughs> but um i don't know it was just i don't know actually was it, it was relief? just such was it happiness? it was not a relief was it uh, wow now i need to do something with my life uh uh, were you like surprised? Oh, that went fast. I guess that that's a feeling that many people have that. Oh, I got my diploma now. I finished. I'm not in my student bubble anymore. I think that was the feeling I got that right of a sudden it was gone. I was like, wait, what, what happened? Mm-hmm. And you kind of, you know, when you, it's not like it, it's not a bad thing, but when you like, leave something it's so like easy to like look back about like look back on all the good parts of those four years and you kind of like thought that oh oh my god i i want to do it again i would do so much for like going back but when you actually like reflect and like kind of calm down a little like of course like i loved my four years but there were there had been some like difficult parts as well I mean and instead of like being sad that it's over you should probably be be happy that like I managed to do all of that (laughs) and I got my degree you should be proud of that achievement I mean it's uh, it's a milestone in your life to 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 finish with a bachelor's Uh, and then you have to of course plan for the next step So your parents are there, see you get your diploma and they want to bring you home to Sweden. But no, Amanda, you want to you, you've fallen in love with uh, Paris, the Paris of the US, <laughs> Richmond, and you're, you're staying put. You're not going back to Sweden. Not yet. I should have been an influencer for Richmond. <laughs> yeah, this Such pro- a good supporter. No, I actually Richmond, decided. Virginia. Yeah, exactly. I... Uh, the the feeling of going home versus like staying was like completely different. I was like, no, I I need to stay. I'm not ready to leave this city yet. So I actually uh, applied for an OPT, optional practitioner training. So it means that you can uh, have an internship or work uh, in the field of your studies uh, for one year. So you have like another form of like visa to stay. So in order to get that visa, I needed to get like a uh, like an internship or a job, right? So I reached out to so many uh, companies and was like, "Hey, please have me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will. I will do it for free. Yes, I can stay." I remember you putting out uh, writing samples and uh, stuff when you were applying for that because uh, it's. I think at that point you. You know, you're writing, you were very into that and you had your own website and you, it was, I read some of it, it was really good stuff that you wrote, artsy and nice. Uh, But yeah, you needed to hustle and grind to get the opportunity uh, because you have that one year OPT and you, you, in the end you, you got there. Uh, Yeah. uh, So I, uh, I got an internship um, as a, you can call it like creative intern. I helped with layouts i helped with um, 
writings. I helped with like everything in the creative process uh, at a design agency called uh, Boomhitch. So that woman that was running that company, like she ended up being my big mentor. Like she is the one that helped me uh, do more uh, graphic design stuff because she was like later, like that will help you. Like even though you want to be a copywriter, uh, it will help that you will have like that visual mindset as well and have the tools to do like easy stuff, uh, like design stuff. So she helped me a lot. And so I did that for a year, but I kind of realized after the summer, I think that, okay, now I actually need to start applying for jobs in Sweden because I knew that I couldn't stay um, in the US. I mean, if I, I could, I could have stayed, but in order to stay, then I needed to get my master's degree or get a job. And it's super hard to get a um, job visa. Uh, when you have only, uh, how do you call it? When you only have uh, a bachelor's degree. Uh, so I decided to uh, start applying. Um, and I landed a job in Stockholm uh, at a communication agency. So I actually stayed, after graduation, I stayed until March the next year. And then I moved from Richmond with like my two suitcases <laughs> and moved back. I was home with my family for like one week. And then I moved straight to Stockholm um, and started my job there. And after like a month, I realized that, no, wait, what am I doing in Stockholm? <laughs> I, I want to go back to, uh, to Gothenburg. Uh, and I realized that I wanted to do more of my like writing because that's like such a big part of who I am. And that's what I realized in Richmond also that like writing is my thing. That's, uh, that's, that's how right I communicate. That's how I like show feelings. Like that's how I, I don't know. It's just so I love writing. Um, so I started applying for jobs in Gothenburg uh, and that's what I'm doing today. Cool. I'm a copywriter. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking the, the internships, right? You talk about copywriter, uh, coffee grinder. It's also like the, you're doing an internship. You have to start on the on the ground floor. And you did you make a lot of coffee for for the people there? That's like the ultimate intern in the communication know, right? PR. Hey, Amanda, can you put on the kettle? We need some coffee in here. Yeah, was it some something like that, or is that more like going the to the coffee stereo? room and just copying papers? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, copy. No. Yeah, but also the the coffee. Yeah, both of those. Yeah, the mail room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so not none, no, of, none of that. No, I got hands-on experience, That's uh, which was really nice. Uh, which is why I got the job in Stockholm. So I mean, it's a, it's kind of like a how to say like everything like fits perfectly together like yeah. how i ended up being where i am today because if i weren't studying in richmond i wouldn't be able to get that like super good advice from a mentor at my internship and if i didn't get that like really nice uh, advice from my mentor in richmond at that agency i wouldn't be able to get the job in stockholm and if i didn't have the job in stockholm i wouldn't be able to have the job that I have today. So it all like aligns perfectly. Yeah. It's always, uh, you know, the butterfly effect yep. about yeah. that film and or sliding doors where, you know, opportunities just happen because you make some choices way, way back. And hey, you, you, you emailed uh, uh, me at CSUSA and that's where you can say, hey, it started because I, but th then you can go back to, oh, and then I scored in that game <laughs> and I got it on tape and VCU needed someone that, uh, shoot the goal like that. you know you can go you can go crazy thinking about those things but some of the decisions you you've made they are for sure been extremely important to to get to where you are now and enjoying your your, your creative uh career in within the field that you really really love for sure for sure and i mean if i hadn't stayed another year i would have re like regretted it so much if I didn't stay like my fifth year. So that's the beauty of life. <laughs> Everything yeah, just happens and yeah. you just 
you go roll with it. With it. <laughs> yeah, you have to roll with it. Do like Oasis yeah. and roll with it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's... Um, uh, what did your degree uh, from VCU... Were you ready for the work life in Sweden based on what you learned there? Was there... Did you feel prepared? Yes, I, I was prepared. Uh, especially with, I mean, we were talking about the time management before as a student athlete. Uh, that was not the answer to your question, but <laughs> with the time management and like the degree, like you are fully ready to go on to like the big life because you are so like determined on like doing like well, because that's what you learned in like doing at like in the team. Like, you know, it's so competitive and you need to like be on your best, like you be, need to be your best self all the time. And like converting that to like in a job situation, I think that that really helps a lot. And they, they value that, do you feel, in, in Sweden? Because in the US it's a big thing, you know, that you've been a student athlete and they, they're very familiar with the concept of what you just explained, that that's what it takes. But uh, yeah. do you feel that that is something that they have a good understanding of? Uh, For sure. I mean, at my uh, the job that I have now, like my my bosses, they are <laughs> they're conti- like they are talking to me all the time. It's like Amanda, you are so determined. Like you <laughs> you want to win all the time. Like everything you do is like it needs to be like hundred percent right. But that's something that you have learned, and I mean that's like a good thing. Uh, but of course, you need to calm down a little and know that some things is just good enough, yeah. and not everything can be hundred percent. But I think that uh, they have told me a couple of times that you can tell that I have been playing soccer like professionally because of my like mental like uh, the mindset do you have the mindset <laughs> that I have. But you can also see that I've been to the U.S. because I am such a like adaptable person. Yeah. And I think I learned that in the U.S. to just adapt to different cultures, different settings, all the time. So yeah, I think that helped. Yeah, and and many people find it maybe difficult to move away from your student bubble and being so comfortable. You, you talk about the four years flying by, and for me, the same. It flew by, uh, but then to move back home. Uh, like it's a bit cold turkey. You, you really miss the US and your friends and I mean you, you typically you have three months of, of summer holidays and typically I, I, I always went home for those uh, so I think you did the same and yeah um, but, but was the to, to get back to be being Swedish again was that a challenge for you I would lie if I said that it wasn't a challenge because I think most of it was that I was like putting my cleats away, like not having like that identity of a sock player. That was the hardest part because that was like my safe zone. You know, I know that whatever happens in the rest of the life, I know that I'm good at soccer. Like that's like my thing and that's what I'm comfortable with. I'm safer in this spot and moving like away from that. It was like it was really hard, and especially doing that in college because like that is five, four to five years of your twenties. Like that's an important time of your life. I mean, you were like eighteen, nineteen, and then suddenly you're twenty-five. Like that's that span. Like you grow so much, like during those years, and doing that like in another country with other people, and then moving back. Because you like when you move from like your hometown, you kind of think that everything will stand still. But then you move back and you realize that nothing has stand still. And that was really hard in the beginning uh, to move back to that. And I was like, whoa, nothing is the same. <laughs> um, and you're growing and having those years somewhere else is kind of hard, I think. Maybe hard but, for the, the people that you knew that in your, your eyes, quote-unquote, were standing still back in, in Gothenburg, but they haven't uh, seen what you've done 
you know they might exactly. have they might have read some of your blog posts or but they haven't seen it and exactly your, and your parents I think have, that and, and your family visited is, you sorry no no but your, your family <laughs> they they know it so they'll probably spread the word a little bit with people that are interested uh, in in your what you've done but it's not the same because you haven't experienced the same things but I would also say that you eventually you'll just pick it up quite uh, quite easily uh, when you kind of okay now I'm here now it's time to get used to how things work here yeah but but it will take some time because just like what you were saying that my friends in Gothenburg I mean they didn't know what I was doing in the US and for me like I thought that they were going to be the same persons as when I left and they thought the same way that I was going to be the same person coming back. But I mean, you're not because you like you're not 18 anymore. You're 25. <laughs> so you are a completely different person. And I think that was like a shock for like all of my friends. Uh, and for me, that was like we needed to kind of like build our friendship again. I mean, of course, like the the foundation is there, but you kind of need to like learn to know each other again. It sounds so like feels. <laughs> yeah, but that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah, but it's also the same if you you would have stayed in Gothenburg and studied, and then you had a friend who studied in Stockholm, and you see each other on on the holidays, but you don't know what's going on. Although you you can picture what it's like to be in Sweden in Stockholm and study, but it's more difficult to see how it is to be in Richmond and study and do what yeah. you did. Yeah, and then, I mean, it's easier to go and visit your friends in Stockholm if you live in Gothenburg than going across the pond. But, I mean, I think it took me a year before I adapted to Sweden again. It took a while. But it, it needed to take a while, too, because it is different. I mean, I'm not in the bubble anymore. You're, you're out of the bubble. And... I'm out of the bubble, and I need to, you know... but. That's one thing too, because like people that have stayed in Gothenburg, they have kind of like grown up faster because they have their apartment and they have like a, you know, like uh, a safe job. And then you move back and yeah, you have a job, but you don't have an apartment and you need to find an apartment. And maybe you haven't saved up like that kind of money that they have. And you kind of like starting like from the bottom again. And you kind of feel like you are younger than you are, but you're not, because you are rich in experience. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Sorry, I, I need to do that. <laughs> yeah. But um, so, yeah, I think that was hard to like compare yourself. You should never compare yourself, but it's easier said than done. Yeah. Oh, nice. And I, you can hear you, you, you're a girl with a lot of ideas and you get these <laughs> down on paper. Creativity. Well with your, yeah. Your, with your writing I yeah. can't wait to read more your read more your pieces uh, but that's nice uh, to to wrap things up uh, Amanda I mean the, there's a lot of young hopefuls there listening to this that are thinking about the opportunity and this has been a very good episode to learn deep from the inside what it is like not just the concept of studying getting a scholarship and playing your sport but a bit more how it is uh but what's your 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 advice to others that are thinking about the opportunity and, and doing this i think if you're looking at it um like sport wise i think to be physically pre prepared like very physically prepared because even though like for me I was a runner like I that that was my strength on the field like I could run forever I was fast but if you're not used to like that amount of training like you will be worn out pretty fast so even though I could run forever I couldn't because I was just overtrained because I didn't take the time to really like prepare myself for that amount of training so I think that is one thing because the fitness aspect in the US is bigger than in, it is in Sweden. Like you, it's heavy, like it's heavy lifting. It's a lot of running. Um, it's just so much. And it's you doing it so many more times a week than you do it in Sweden, for example. So I think that is like a big aspect to it to like be prepared to. Um, and 
academically, take your time to study to the SAT. <laughs> yeah, your that, favorite yeah. test. <laughs> because you don't want to do it like three times like I did. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a test for the creative artists, right? No, I had good grades in high school and that's what helped me <laughs> because yeah. I could convert those, like my grade to like the, the score that I had. But then also just don't think about like just the soccer aspect because yeah you want to play good soccer but you want to also have a good NARP life as we say if you are a non-athlete regular yeah. person <laughs> NARP there we go NARP. there we go I'm talking about yeah. NARPs yeah Jules is uh, that's his number one uh, word yeah the, yeah yeah the NARP the NARP life yeah the NARP life yeah okay that, good so that's enrichment as well yeah that's, yeah that's, well it's spread all over yeah, yeah. Yeah. Didn't reach yeah. I mean, it is important no. to be able to like feel that everything around soccer that you are like you feel good with that too because I mean everything like aligns. Yep. If you are feeling good outside soccer, you will most likely feel good on the field as well. So, I think, I think that, that's important to yeah. just look at the bigger picture yep. and not only like soccer team. Creative words from a creative writer. Exactly. That's a good way to finish. Amanda, <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, we'll, we can put. Do you still have your website? I don't. You don't. It's down. <laughs> actually, no. It's down. Um, but I am actually writing a book right now. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's cool. We'll, About what? We'll see. We'll see if it will get published or not. But. Yeah, hey, that's, that's super what I'm doing exciting. on the side. <laughs> yeah, well, we will be sure to uh, keep us to, on the to, loop to to spread the word about that book when it comes out. Yeah. That's super exciting. An author, yeah, okay, yeah. not just a writer, an author, uh, author as well. Yeah. yeah, it's good to say because then I actually need to, you know, execute on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh well, yeah. thank it's you. Exciting. We look for. I'm gonna read that for sure. Like, I can't <laughs> wait. Well, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Amanda. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Bye.